This is Amanda Hahn. And I'm Josh Waltman. You're listening to the Librarian Lunch Break Podcast. With bite-sized episodes for academic library professionals hungry for what's next. Well, welcome to the Librarian Lunch Break Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, Amanda. Hello. Yes. She, she is the best co-host. She's already Thank proclaimed you. that and taken that yes, title. Yes, I did proclaim myself number one co-host. Yes, and I would agree. I have to agree. And so uh, today we're here with Josh Michael, who is the Dean of Library Services at Cedarville University in Cedarville, Ohio. Thanks for being with us, Josh. Oh, my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. So you're the Dean over there at Cedarville. Um, what's that like? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, it, uh, it's, it's a lot of management and uh, not as much uh, library stuff in terms of what we, what I sort of think of as librarianship and what a lot of librarians are probably doing, uh, you know, so there's lots of report writing and documentation and uh, paperwork planning, uh, which is, which is fine. I, I don't, I don't dislike that. I enjoy it, but I don't do probably as many uh, explicitly librarian activities as a lot of the other librarians get to do um, in the library. But that's, that's okay. I think it's a good fit for, for my skill set. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's a lot of fun to make a decision and then have people who are a lot more capable than you actually go out and execute it. So it's, uh, I, get, I get those kind of perks. Yeah, that's well put. And so do you think, you know, someone that's maybe preparing for a career in the administration of a library, I mean, is the preparation somewhat different because the role looks uh, so much different there? You know, it made me, it made me wish I had um, paid a lot more attention in my classical administration and mm. my MLS uh, degree, that maybe I'd invested a little bit more in that. Um, I, I probably could have done some more preparation, um, just kind of thinking about this. I don't know if when I was starting out as a librarian and started thinking about this as a career, if I thought, hey, what I want to do is be a library director someday, be someone who's you know, kind of uh, um, overseeing a library. Um, I probably should have been a little bit more thoughtful about that as a, as a possibility. I think it plays to... Um, some of the things I like to do and I think I've, I've, I've maybe learned to do. Um, in terms of preparation, I probably could have done some more thinking, especially about leadership, like what does leadership look like and how should that be expressed? Um, a big one, uh, I had to really learn about communication uh, as a leader and um, how to communicate with, uh, with people who had, were in that employee relationship there's just different dynamics uh, to that and trying to make sure that people were engaged with what was going on and they felt informed about what was happening and no one was sort of uh, caught off guard by by stuff happening in the library so that leadership and communication i i've had to learn on the fly and i should have probably invested more in that early on yeah that's good i, I you know communication keeps coming up in these interviews and and leadership as well. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how that it just seems to be a, a theme of the season here. Um, I'm just curious, besides, I mean, for, for those that are out there and maybe don't have a good understanding of what a library dean does on a day-to-day, what is your, you know, you get up in the morning, you eat your Wheaties, you get ready for the day, 
and then you come into the library. Right. What, what what happens? Um, I always prioritize communication from my boss. So if I have any emails from him, those those are like job number one is to figure out what to do with that. Uh, but this time of year, after the school year is over, I'm in an academic library, so our our routines, uh, seasons kind of uh, mirror the academic calendar, but the summer is a lot of planning, a lot of um, summation of what went on in the past year. So I've got a couple of reports to write. Um, we, we look at our year-end assessment and try and draw some conclusions for that and think about, okay, what, uh, what, what projects, initiatives do we need to launch for the fall? How are we going to structure those? Who's going to be involved? Um, facilities projects, that's a big part of um, my time over the summer. It actually starts fairly early on, January or February, thinking about some of those, but then trying to um, be at the intersection of what the physical plant team is doing and making sure um, I understand the impact that will have on our operations and communicating to people if uh, their workspace or routines are going to be impacted like that. Uh, we happen to have a, a couple of special projects that we're working on this summer. So, um, talking with the, the two directors who oversee the different halves of the library about how to allocate our staffing resources appropriately uh, to make sure we can do our regular responsibilities as well as complete these projects by uh, by the end of summer. So. Um, that's kind of giving you a picture of what, what life is like right now. Um, thinking about next year, we've got to do a lot related to strategic planning and thinking about uh, long-term goals for facilities and things like that. So trying to, um, trying to focus my energies towards uh, big picture things and, um, and we've got a really capable staff here. They're uh, really excellent at, at executing a lot of uh, things and so um, uh, we're wrapping up a project with the website and I've had a great team that I can uh, give that responsibility to produce a, a final version of this and um, I, all I all I need to do is ask some questions and check in on progress and so it's trying to trying to keep lots of balls rolling forward in terms of uh, making progress on, on completing projects and then identifying other projects that, that we can start working on once once these are done. Yeah, it's always I, interesting I kind of, no, this is great. What, what happens in a day. Yeah. yeah, I think so often um, I get asked what I do over the summer because people just assume that kind of things settle down because mm -hmm. students are gone oh, yeah. and I usually yep. say, oh, I'm still doing things but the work itself has, has shifted um, to kind of those project projects that we're working on, trying to get ready for fall, and just a shift in thinking. But it's still a lot of things that have to get done and wheels that have to keep turning. Yeah, during during the school year, there's a lot more of it is the demands of the day. So things come up. You've got uh, you know maybe right. something happened in the building last night, and you've got to resolve that and talk to different departments, or maybe there's an access issue and you have to work with it through IT. So the the school year has a, a different pace and a different feel to it. During the summer, in some respects, I find it more challenging because you don't have that, that constant pressure of, uh, so you've got a little bit more uh, flexibility to, to kind of uh, chart what you're going to be working on over the weeks and days, um, which is good. You, you definitely need that time to get ready for the next year. 
Yeah, you, you used a phrase a minute ago that really resonates with me um, because I'm always trying to, to think about the big picture things in my department. And I would imagine as, as you use that phrase, you know, for you as the dean, what's big picture for you is probably very different than what's big picture for me. How does someone that is uh, getting into librarianship, I mean, how do, you, how do you discern what's most important and prioritize things in terms of the big picture? Um, well, that's a, that is a great question. Um, I, I've only been in this position uh, a little less than a year, so I'm probably not the um, most experienced dean you might have talked to. Um, some of that is uh, trying to get a handle on what the scope of my job should be. So um, as I took over from my predecessor, trying to get a sense of what do I need to do? So one of the things has been um, to ensure that we've got good procedures in place for these kinds of transitions. I've had the, uh, the privilege, distinct privilege, of uh, twice succeeding people who have been directors of a library for over 40 years. And so um, on both occasions, there's a lot of trying to navigate that, um, that line between making the role your own, as well as reflecting uh, the, the the legacy and significance of someone who's um, really done a tremendous job over many decades ahead of you. There's a little bit of balance there, um, but but I've tried to think about um, documenting uh, transitions and preparing, um, you know, in terms of files. Like, so how do how do uh, our personal files get managed, and do we need to transition that or change that? Are these kinds of systems, do we need to convert these from maybe a paper system to a digital system, or do we need to have different ways of having them overseen? Um, there, are, uh, uh, there are a lot of documents that reflect the, um, the previous dean, and so in terms of policies and strategic plan, uh, one of my goals this year, now that I've got my feet a little bit more wet, is to maybe take a look at those and see if they reflect my understanding of, of where the library should be going and, and what our context is and, and how, how I would like to shape things here. So um, this, this, I feel like I'm still in a period of transition where I'm beginning to sort out some of the things that I want to make priority. Uh, something that's also been really helpful is drawing upon feedback from our patrons. So we do a freshman senior survey each year and that's been helpful at kind of getting a student's eye perspective on on the library and its operations. And that helps us, you know, it's kind of prompted it's one of the things that's prompted a website uh redo. Um, and then hearing from people in the library, uh library employees, uh the, the directors, other people, um, lots of good insights about where the library needs to go and things that are important and uh, ways to do things better. So it's trying to draw upon the wisdom of others and, and, and bring sort of my perspective into the mix and then realize that we're not going to get all of this done. So what what needs to be done? What, what things need to occur before we can do some of these other things? So certainly things like strategic plan and thinking about mission statement and value statement uh, and vision statement, those are all critical to kind of framing uh, where some of these other tasks are going to head. That was perfect. That was a great answer. Yeah, that was really helpful for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd be curious to know, just because you mentioned that 
you didn't necessarily see yourself becoming a director or a dean. And I'm sure many of our listeners are thinking that too, as they're listening, they're thinking, well, I'm just starting out. I can't even think about kind of working on that level. But can you trace for us a little bit of your career path and how you ended up here? Yeah, it's, um, I kind of, I wouldn't say backed into it, but um, it, it, it wasn't exactly where I thought I was going to go. And I just, I realized not that long ago, I'm coming up on 20 years in libraries almost. I think I've got maybe like a year and a half left. So um, I graduated from college, from Cedarville actually, with a history degree and uh, wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I wound up going to seminary about a year later. And when I was at seminary in Washington State, I started working at the library there. Um, just as kind of the you know, student assistant roles, so doing shelving and uh, processing and uh, you know, love putting the book jackets on and getting everything just right, circulation and uh, inventory and those kinds of things. Um, and I, I really liked working in the library. I kind of always, always liked reading and, and books and libraries, but it never really occurred to me that you could actually make a career out of it. And in retrospect, I have I have no idea why that never occurred to me. Like it, it seems like I should have, somebody should have said when I was 12, like, this would be a really good career for you. But for whatever reason, I didn't think of that and, and no one ever thought to point me in that direction. But working in that library, I started thinking about it as uh, more as a career. And uh, when I graduated seminary, I was getting married and uh, my father-in-law thought I should have a job. So <laughs> as I went through the process of, of applying for different positions. Uh, I was kind of seeking something in either publishing or, or writing and applied for a, a library position and um, uh, wasn't really sure if I wanted to do that, but uh, that's, that's the one that the conversation just really seemed to progress well. And so my wife and I kind of landed on that. We relocated to Pennsylvania and I became a public services librarian there. And I didn't have my MLS degree at the time. It was kind of a smaller uh, university, and uh, that was that was a really good experience. I, I said, I'm going to do this for a year and see if I like it, but pretty early on, I realized I really liked it. There's something about the structure and organization of libraries and the systemization that kind of uh, scratches an itch with me, so I liked, I liked that. I really liked working with people, helping them resolve an information need, connecting them to a book or an article or something that that they that they needed to complete a, a project. I'd used libraries before and so I understood, you know, a little bit of that. When you just when you find something that, that you know is going to fit with your paper really help you um, you know complete an assignment, that's a that's a good feeling. So I like working working with people and I just like the the environment uh, of a library. Um, I've always said librarians, just about every librarian I know is characterized by curiosity. Like librarians are curious about lots of different things. And working on a library is a great place where you can, you know, let that curiosity run into different areas. And so you get to, uh, you can use your skill sets in a variety of ways. Um, you know, I was leading a marketing team for a while. That's definitely something I never thought I'd do, but I really enjoyed that and really enjoyed working with my uh, collaborators on the team um, in terms of doing some events and promotions. Um, while I was at the library in Pennsylvania, Clark Summit University uh, now, um, after a couple of years there, I completed a library degree at the University of Pittsburgh and then became the director of that library. And then after five years, uh, I was looking to, my wife and I relocated to 
Ohio, and I started off at Cedarville as the health sciences librarian, uh, which is a position for which I was um, massively underqualified, uh, but it, it worked okay, and uh, then became director of public services after about a year or a year and a half, and then um, just last year, after being here for about five years, became dean of the library. So, yeah, that's kind of the the story. Different different libraries, a wide range of experience. I haven't had much background in technical services, even going through. The library degree, I really wasn't all that interested in cataloging, though I can definitely appreciate the benefits that cataloging offers. Um, so I, I, didn't, I haven't done much in the technical services side of things, though I will say I've always loved inventorying. Uh, the idea that you can, at a specific point in time, know which books you have and which books are missing, there's something like that I find really appealing. Now, the rest of the year, you have no idea. It can be very satisfying, like a very satisfying yeah, process it is, to it inventory. Yeah, it is very satisfying. Yeah, you get the little scanner, it's beeping out there when you scan. I don't know, it's kind of comforting. I, that's probably weird, but... I no, that. I feel that way even about shelving, where I'm like, I don't want to shelve okay. books for 10 hours a day. But, you know, sometimes it's really nice to go out and just put a few books on the shelf in the correct order and know that they're there where they're supposed to be. It's true. It makes well, you feel like a better right person. with the world at that moment. Exactly. It's, it's true. You know, what's interesting is I'm always amazed at how librarians tend to defy the negative stereotypes out there. You know, I mean, most librarians that I know, and I know that there are some exceptions, just like there are always exceptions, but uh, generally... We're, we're a bunch of people that really do care about other people and helping people. And, yeah. that, and that becomes an interest um, that is almost everyone I, I know in the profession is that way. Yeah, you think about the stereotypes of librarians, and it's definitely not a service kind of stereotype. It's yeah. the other way. But yet, when you talk to people, many of them have really positive experiences with their children's librarian growing up or with some other... Uh, encounter with the librarian, and you're right, you're exactly right. I mean, you think about the role of service in terms of being a librarian, that's one of maybe the central value, um, and a lot of people go into it for for that reason. Um, so, yeah, I think service-mindedness is definitely something that characterizes librarians, and, and you're right, that doesn't fit the stereotypes, but it, it is almost universally true. Well, okay, so uh, now let's say you're back 20 years ago and you're talking to yeah. uh, the 20 the years younger version of Josh and you're going to give him some advice about getting into librarianship. Um, what, would you, what would you say to him that you wish you had known then that you've learned in 20 years in the profession? I think um, that idea about stereotypes, I, you know, maybe maybe if someone would have said to my 12-year-old self or 20-year-old self, hey, you should be a librarian, uh, I would have said, and that's, that's nuts, you know, you have this mental image of a librarian, and that's not me. Um, but the opportunity to do lots of different things. Um, so I've had the opportunity to do classroom instruction, and uh, boy, that is a lot of fun. It just really, you know, um, when you're doing that and it goes well, it is a terrific feeling to feel like, you know, we've, we've, we've had a conversation here and we're all walking away from this more, more capable to engage in, in our academic pursuits uh, than we were coming into it. Uh, it's really enriching. 
but not every librarian wants to teach. And guess what? You don't have to. Some some really like the organization and they wanted to be catalogers and organize things. And but but there there are opportunities. You can you can serve on a marketing team in a library. You can you can manage the social media or do website design. So just be aware that. Um, you're not necessarily giving up something you really want to do by choosing a career as a librarian. There's there's just so many ways in which you can put your skills and talents to work in a library. And I think most librarians, most libraries, most library directors, they are happy to find someone with a particular skill or interest and uh, kind of open the open the gate and let them run free with that and, and, and take it and make it their own. So. Um, you know, I can I can find things that uh, express who I am as a librarian, and, and those are different than what it means for someone else to be a librarian. And, and that's okay; these things can function function together. And it's actually really good to have that diversity of of interest and skill sets and background, kind of working together in collaboration. I think I would be terrible running the website team because I'm I'm not that familiar with the technical background. So I would be going back and forth between our team and IT, web, web design group uh, at the university, kind of, I'd just be carrying emails back and forth. So, but we have someone who understands the, more of the technical aspects of that and can bring a good eye for design to it. And uh, she's just doing a terrific job with everyone on that, on that team. So I look at that and I see, you know, there's a skill set that I don't have, but we do have it on staff and we can employ that. Uh, we can employ that here. Well, um, I think, I think something else is just thinking about the, the value of the community of librarians. Um, you mentioned librarians being service-minded. I think also librarians, by their nature, are committed to collaboration. And library conferences, um, especially not just national, but especially at the regional level, um, there's just a lot, a lot of camaraderie and a lot of um, commitment to to shared success, the success of each other, and a shared commitment to the discipline. So um, we've drawn upon our regional networks for lots of professional development. We've even found some uh, employees uh, that way, some people who are now part of our team. So uh, thinking about the community of, of librarians, there's just there's a lot of value there. Um, and I think that's something that, that I should have learned a long time ago is to probably invest more in networking and uh, kind of establishing some of those relationships earlier in my career so that I could draw and build upon those uh, down the road, not just for you know, maybe self-interested reasons, but uh, for the opportunity to, to be involved um, with others too. A lot of librarian groups have mentoring programs and I've, I've done those both as a mentor and as a mentee and I found those uh, valuable and worthwhile. So. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't think as much. I kind of alluded to this already. We talked about this. Didn't think as much at the beginning of my library career about where I was going to go long term. And that might be more of a personality thing, um, but I probably could have given more thought to what I wanted to do ten years from now, uh, twenty years from now, or from that point as a librarian, and and thought about okay, what do I need to do to prepare myself to get there? You know, some 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 people. Um, find a, find a role right off the bat, and that that's going to be their role. Um, you know, I, I could have been really 
happy uh, managing the student staff. Uh, I know you do that, uh, Josh, and that is there is a lot of richness in that. That is a really that can be a really fun and rewarding role to do uh, in a library. And there are times when I when I miss that. Not all the time, but there are times when I miss that. So, you know, um, maybe it'll maybe for some people it takes a while before you get to the point at which you you find kind of your 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 perfect uh, your perfect point. But for others, maybe it's uh, you hit that right off the bat. That's a good point. There's so much variety in the profession. You can. You can sort of, yeah. and it, it's great to st- maybe step into a staff role and kind of feel things out before, um, maybe even before getting the library degree and, and stepping up to a faculty position in an academic library to kind of get a feel for where you might want to invest the preparation. And one thing that you said that I thought was really great was you talked about these different skill sets and how you can use them in a library setting. And I'm just thinking as individuals are starting to maybe think about working in libraries or they're trying to get their first job in a library and they're not sure what to put on their resume that you can really put on some of those things that you're interested in even if you're not sure how well they apply to that exact position because you don't know if that particular library is going to be looking for someone that has additional experience in graphic design or digital marketing and things like that so i think it's a really good point that to kind of not box yourself into what you think of as the stereotypical library skills but kind of knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're interested in and what you have to bring to the table. And hopefully, and I would, I would assume sooner rather than later, someone's going to respond to one of those applications because they're going to be looking for one of those exact skill sets. Right. A lot of the applications, they've got the, the formal elements. And so I think you can often distinguish yourself by what else can I bring to this position? And I think your graphic design yeah, we, we do so much of that in-house and having someone with a background or skill set in that and the digital marketing, yeah, that is that is a huge asset for a library to have someone who can handle social media or or really kind of uh, create a, a dynamic uh, visual presentations or infographics or marketing materials. That, that's really valuable uh, to be able to bring that to any position in the library because a lot of those kind of float around to whoever either wants to do it or gets assigned to do it. Uh, there's not necessarily a, a, a small, medium-sized library-specific roles that are going to be handling just that. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of my student employees, um, you know, they, they didn't, they, myself included, didn't necessarily have working in a library, you know, on their on their wish list per se, but they saw the position and got into it. And you know, in looking at their resumes prior to coming to coming into the position, often you know the retail experience serves them just as well as anything sure. else because you know they're they're yeah, people. That's a people. Great point. Yeah, it doesn't have to be uh, even formal academic uh, or you know a skill per se, but just people who like to serve others and and have had some experience in that way that can really shine through on a resume. I've noticed. Yeah, I think that's I think that's excellent because so many of those staff positions, there's a lot of opportunity uh, at the at the front end side, working at a service desk or circulation desk, and uh, yeah, customer service skills really really valuable. I I see that a lot on our surveys. People have a really positive response to being greeted or welcomed in a friendly way when they enter the library. So it makes a 
we've talked a lot about how can we shape people's perceptions of the library. so you know we need to be more proactive than just waiting for people to come to us, but when they do come to us are they are they having the kind of experience that makes them want to come back? and i think having having that positive encounter at the at the front of front of the building or wherever the entrance is 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 going to really help you for long-term use of the the library. and for which you know obviously using the library is not our goal. we're here to help and serve students, but that's kind of one of the the metrics that lets us know for for working effectively towards that end. it's a good point. yeah. Yeah, I think that's something we hear quite a bit about is how do we really connect the library to our students when they have a lot of the stereotypes that we had even prior to entering the profession. So it's always good to hear kind of what we're doing to reach out and, and make those connections. I know one of the things you mentioned doing as you're kind of in the middle of summer projects is a good amount of strategic planning, uh, kind of looking ahead and yeah. for the future. So maybe just in general, as you look at kind of the academic libraries and Moving forward, what do you think is kind of next on the horizon? Where are we going? What's what's on the verge? Um, the first thing that pops into mind, and that, that's that's a, a good question. Um, there are lots of different routes to go with that, but the first thing that pops into my mind, and this may reflect some of the discussions I've been involved in recently, but open access OERs. Um, that area. How is the library going to be involved in those conversations at uh, at, a, at a higher ed institution? Uh, this this probably is is more concern of uh, academic libraries than other kinds of libraries. But um, what do we need to do to promote um, access to scholarship and the production of of scholarship that enables easy or open access, and how, how are we going to get involved uh, with open educational resources? So is this going to be something that's handled by like an Office of Student Success? Is this something that's going to be um, handled by you know, a Center for Teaching and Learning, or uh, is the library going to be involved in this? Maybe it's a team effort among these different entities. Um, the, the consolidation and of, uh, of the publishing industry and the directions that they seem to be moving in, uh, I think it's really kind of motivated a lot of librarians to say, "Hey, we 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 have a voice. Uh, we want to help stake a, a a pathway forward out, out of this." Um, so, thinking about the nature of the production and access of information um, is is something that's just been on a lot of people's minds. It's on my mind. Um, I think we've started to think too about our facilities as a resource. You know, often, and maybe it could be we're just a little bit behind the times, but um, you know, we see our, our attendance is, is going up. More and more people are using the library. It's up 25% over the last five years, and so we have to think about our space as a resource. So, are we investing the kinds of resources in developing? Are we investing the right financial resources in developing that space that meets the needs of? Of students, um, what I hear from students is, "Hey, the library is the only quiet place to study, or it's the only place on the weekend where I can get a, a, a group study room reservation, or things like that." So, we have to commit more to um, making sure that our facility is a resource that's meeting student needs, and that's hard because. 
students have a really broad range of needs. Some want group, some want quiet, some want individual study space, some want uh, a really casual area, some want a really formal. So you've got to provide lots of different things to different people. So as I about our strategic plan right now, uh, we've got to have something that addresses information resources, we've got to have something that addresses space resources, and we have to make sure we're, we're um, we have we have the staff either through, through finding them or equipping uh, our staff to be able to respond to a dynamic environment. Higher education is experiencing a lot of changes. So are we are we do we have the kind of staff you talked about specific skills there that are we well positioned to develop online learning modules that might be dropped into an LMS? Uh, you know that's that's a, that's that's not a natural skill you have to work at developing those kinds of things I think. Um, do we have people that, that can function well and and in an online environment maybe being embedded in uh, an LMS or, or other kinds of um, teaching uh, modalities. So do we have the right kinds of people? Do we have the right kinds of spaces? Do we have, uh, are we involved in the, the necessary resource conversations? It was certainly much easier a few decades ago when uh, everyone just assume that you had to, well, many people assume you had to go to the library to get access to information, so that's not the case now. You know, obviously that's pushing us to think, okay, what is the role of the library? And if higher education is moving in this direction, how do we, how do we engage ourselves with that? Yeah, that's, that's definitely something it seems like everyone is wrestling with these days. Um, all right, so transitioning to sort of the last question here. Uh, for all of our listeners out there, maybe what, what advice, general advice, or maybe about professional development, preparation, or getting your feet wet with scholarship in general, what, what kind of advice would you give to our listeners that are uh, maybe finishing up a degree or maybe they're looking for their first library job? What would you say to them? Um, I, think, I think for me, uh, one of the easiest things to do is find a, find a partner to work with. Um, I had the uh, good fortune to work with uh, someone on staff there, currently on staff at uh, the Jerry Falwell Library, Jeremy McGinnis, and uh, my first official presentation was a joint one with him. And that ability to work, or that opportunity to work together, to collaborate, to share the burden of the work, but also um, what what uh, improvements come out of that give and take and joint effort. Um, just it makes it a lot easier if you can do it with someone. So uh, I would I would encourage people to uh, work with someone that you're already working with uh, in terms of uh, being you know, authoring a, a joint presentation or submitting a, a proposal for for a joint presentation. Uh, find something that you're you're working on with a colleague and uh, think about doing that with someone. Um, and you know something that. Something else that I think has been really beneficial, uh, both from the presentation side, but also from the professional development side, is um, regional conferences. So our uh, group here in Ohio, the, the um, Academic Library Association of Ohio, it's the local ACRL chapter, and there are lots of opportunities to, to serve uh, within the organization, whether you want to be involved in an interest group or in conference planning or um, any number of other official capacities. Um, but they have a, an annual conference, and a number of our staff uh, or faculty have presented at that. And usually the, 
the barriers to getting involved in that are a lot lower than it is in getting involved in a national national group. so i think looking for local opportunities, looking for regional opportunities, and finding someone that you can tackle that process with together and then there's there's so many other mediums that you can be involved with in terms of developing yourself professionally on a personal level but also participating in as as someone who has something to contribute or offer like this a podcast for example or blog so i think i think what i see is institutions are going to become more accommodating to those kinds of endeavors as counting a scholarship so you don't necessarily have to think about well i've got to write an article for a journal or present at this kind of conference i think there's lots of other opportunities that you can be involved in scholarship through through different medium mediums beyond the traditional one so there's i think there's a number of opportunities out there and uh yeah it's it's good to it's good to do that sometimes you just kind of have to take the plunge and jump in and submit even if you don't have it fully ready just go ahead and submit it because uh if you're accepted that will that will help yeah, I think, I think that's a great encouragement that. that we don't always have to have it quite totally figured out, especially on our own, that we should really seek out those partnerships, different collaborators, getting involved with our regional network to um, to work with them and kind of gain knowledge and work together to promote some of those things or work on different projects that might be beyond the scope of one individual. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and Josh, we really just want to thank you for taking the time today to, to speak with us. It's been so fun for us to, to pick your brain. And hopefully, um, to our listeners, you found this as helpful as Josh and I did, just getting to sit down with someone and chat about what they do and how they got there and what they're doing next. Um, this has been another episode of the Librarian Lunch Break podcast. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be back with another episode soon.